Hey, I don't know why you still fooling with your boy, but why you here? Turn my mic up. Gia, what up, Earthlings? You might be a little confused right now. Not quite sure what's going on. Well, if you ain't know, you are lost on Mars with me, the homie Mills, a.k.a. Mills on Wheels, a.k.a. O. I ain't know you and Sneed was homeboys. <laughs> yeah, that guy. This is the podcast for folks who ain't got it all together from the host who got even less together. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Now, if you one of them folks that do got it all together, you can miss me. You heard? Nah, I'm playing, man. I appreciate you for tuning in as well. But I got a few knots on my chest for some imperfect people who can relate. So... If you got an ear to hear, I implore you, I encourage you to open your heart and your mind for a few minutes. Give me a little bit of your time and we're going to work some of these knots out and figure this thing called life out together. You feel me? I appreciate y'all. But you know how we do. Got to get a few shout outs out the way because that's what I do, man. First off. Shout out to Michael Cohen. That's Trump's lawyer. Now, with regards to a meeting that Trump had with a few Russians a while back, man, apparently homies singing voices more angelic than Mariah Carey in 92. You feel me? Shout out to that boy, Michael Cohen, with the beautiful angelic vocals. We appreciate you, fam. Real talk. Hey, yo, shout out to these Texas summer temperatures, you heard me? Man, it's so hot in Texas. I'm hearing that cats in hell is talking about, God, dog, it's hotter than Texas down here. Yeah, it's that hot. Man, it's that, it's that three showers a day kind of weather, you feel me? Shout out to Texas heat, man, burning everything off reminding everybody that we need to get right with the Lord kind of heat. You feel me? And shout out to the Triple D. My home, DFW, Dallas, Texas, the greatest city in the world. You was lost on Mars with the homie Mills. Stay tuned in. In prayer, what's the major theme? How can we convince Black folk in particular and folk in general, that if you really seriously talk about loving folk, then you ought to have a deep hatred of injustice. And if you have a deep hatred of injustice, you ought to be able to do more. Why is it that love no longer has the gravitas in our public discourse? My response is this. It has been more and more snuffed out by the forces of conformity, of complacency, and of cowardice. So that a whole younger generation is told to become successful, successful, successful. And all that means is just being well adjusted to injustice. The worst thing we need, the last thing that we need is well adjusted. Hey, so I got my ear to the streets. I know what's going on out here. And I got this knot on my chest as a result. So we're going to work this knot out today, you feel me? want you to walk with your boy. I want to talk about why brothers are not dating black women or why brothers 
are opting to date outside of their race. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little controversial, but I'm going to work this knot out with y'all today. Oh, yeah. You going to learn today. So the first thing is uh, I want to say that I'm not talking about brothers that reinforce negative stereotypes about black women. Dudes that think sisters are a certain kind of way because they hung up on some uh, some false sense of how black women are currently. I'm not talking about them. We might have hit that on another day, but not today. And I'm going to hit on a few things that might be might be closely related to that. But that particular uh, perspective, specifically, nah, nah I'm going to let them boys make it today. And I'm going to ask that y'all to let them make it today, too. But I am going to hit on a few perspectives that does delve back into our personal history with black women. I'm going to take y'all back a little bit to them shark-infested waters called middle school and adolescence. And you remember what it was like to be a young black male coming up and you go to school with other black kids. You know, every single one of them pretty much what the kings and queens are roasting. Yeah, man. We would we would roast the mess out of each other growing up, man. Even my closest friends, we roast each other. Be scolding like I'm a hug. Just tan into each other from head to toe. And what's what is so special about that? Well, <laughs> some of the some of the most notorious culprits were women, little mamas, little black girls. Some of them would be the main ones tan into you. Man, I got some memories and experiences myself that I had you shook. <laughs> These little mamas were straight savages, man. Listen, you don't know what it's like to get scold on until the girl you got a crush on. Just start roasting you in front of your partners and in front of other little girls. Man, that's that work right there. Oh yeah. Little mamas was little mamas was coming at us like loaded looks. Oh yeah, you gonna get this work. You gonna get this work. <laughs> hey man, I remember I remember having a crush on a girl, man. Name uh Veronica Davis. I think I was in the seventh or the eighth grade, man. And I don't remember what happened, but I remember one day after school, certain things started happening. The next thing you know, Veronica was roasting me in front of my best friend. Y'all. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on Veronica Davis, man. And this chick was tan into me, man. Listen. You want to know, you want to know a hard time. You want to know trauma. <laughs> trauma is 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 getting clowned for how pigeon told you are by the girl you got a crush on. Hey man, listen, I was about two or three days from sending Veronica that good old note. 
saying, will you go with me, circle, yes or no? Clearly, she was going to say no, but that's neither here nor there. Next thing you know, man, she done took me down in front of my partner, man. Talking about how short I am, boom, boom, boom. He cracking up, man. Some homie, some homie he was. That was my guy. But, man, he wasn't holding me down that day, man. And a lot of brothers, man, y'all got similar experiences. A lot of black men have similar experiences all through junior high and high school, man. It was a war zone. You couldn't handle it. If you didn't look right, if you didn't talk right, if you didn't measure up to the status quo on some level, man. So this was going to let you know about it. Them little mamas was not playing. They learned to be strong from a young age. They looking at us like, man, I can get with you in any and every way. However you want it, you're going to get this work. Little mamas from a young age. And I think a lot of brothers, they carried that. It turned into pain that they couldn't let go. Now I ain't particularly like that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not 100 closed off to dating outside my outside of my race. But I'm also 100 fascinated and interested in my melanin queens. So there's that. But you know, a lot of brothers say, you know what? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. My head big, huh? All right, well, I'm fi I'm finna start checking for these other girls. <laughs> hey, that was the end of my love affair with Veronica, man. Hey, shout out to Veronica Davis, man. Veronica was a beautiful young lady when we was growing up. And I think I seen her not too long ago, on at least online. She's still a beautiful young lady. I think she's married with uh, with at least one child. Got a beautiful family. I think she's doing well. Shout out to Veronica Davis. But Veronica was a savage that day. Oh, yeah, I remember, mama. But it's all good, man. You ain't you ain't know that I was going to turn into um, young Billy D. Williams. You know what I'm saying? You ain't know you ain't know you was roasting one of the one of the goats back then. Now I'm hot. They all on me. I ain't hot. <laughs> but it's a dope line. <laughs> Shout out to Veronica. But a lot of brothers, man, they 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 trace a lot of their um repulsion or their lack of interest in sisters to some events like that that happened growing up, man, because sisters was giving us that work. So it was a little bit intimidating. And uh they never really overcame that or, you know, their interest just veered elsewhere and stayed that way. You feel me? So that's one perspective. That's one angle of another perspective. So I need sisters, man. I need y'all to take accountability. You feel me? We don't want to be told how pigeon told we are when we 12 and 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? Some of us grow out of it. I'm still pigeon told, but I ain't as pigeon told. We don't want to be told how tall and skinny we are. We don't want to be told how short we are. We don't want to be told how, how terrible our outfit is. We don't want to be told that... Uh, uh, we stupid or whatever the case may be. Now, it's funny. <laughs> now, the peanut gallery, man, they having a good old time. Some of our worst memories is some of somebody else's favorite memories growing up, just sitting in the crowd. I'm sure if you interview my homie from back then and asked him what it was like to see this chick roast me, man, that's probably one of his favorite memories growing up, man. He rolling. <laughs> hey man, but some brothers can't handle it.
So sisters, y'all got to take accountability on that. From a young age, we struggled trying to handle y'all's persona and how y'all uh, related to us that weren't as, uh, you know, cool or, or whatever it is that y'all was looking for at 13 as if y'all knew. So you got to think about that. That's just one perspective. Hey, right, so let's jump right back in. The second reason why brothers don't date black women is because society still does not celebrate or view black as beautiful. Okay. Now, what I mean is not just the way black people look, but the experiences that are attached to being black. Brothers, in a lot of instances, still struggle to see the beauty that is inherent within our culture. Not just from a physical standpoint, but from a sociological standpoint, from an historical standpoint we still don't see it and so what we've done is we've internalized our own inferiority <laughs> yeah i'm opening up this bag on y'all real quick see what brothers tell themselves when they date outside of our race which is the black community is that the women that we date love us for other reasons Besides being black, we say, oh, because I'm smart, because I'm caring, because I'm intelligent, because I'm handsome, whatever the case may be. Right. And they don't even realize that part of the reason why these other women are attracted to them and part of the reason why they fall in love with them is the uniqueness tied up in being a black man. First of all. The reason why she thinks you attractive is largely because your skin is cloaked in that royal coat called melanin. That's right, King. Part of the reason why she loves you is because you black. You ain't know that, did you? <laughs> you didn't want to accept that. But it's true, bruh. Part of the reason why you look like you do is because your features, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you carry yourself is melanated. Yeah. That's right, fam. That's right. And so you've, you've internalized that inferiority uh, that the world projects about much of the black community. So that's part of the reason why you don't, you don't date black women, why, why certain brothers just don't date or not interested in sisters and and the other part of that is that black women are prophetesses that's right and you know man no prophet is respected in their own home sisters carry a prophetic message yeah 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 here comes some of that bag what am I referring to? Well, if you look at the statistics, it is well documented that black women are the most educated demographic 
in the United States. What does that mean? That means that sisters are more likely to get a degree. That means that sisters are more likely to start their own businesses. That means that black women are more likely to climb the corporate ladder than her black male counterparts. In fact, she's more likely to do those things than every single one of her other counterparts, male or female, from any other racial demographic. That's right. That's right. So what is the prophetic message that is being sent in black women being the most educated demographic in the United States? <laughs> it means this, fellas. Black women know how to get ahead. Another way to say that, black women know how to advance. Black women know how to conquer. Black women, in a very real sense, truly are queens. <laughs> that's, that's side A. Side B, the prophetic message is, is that if you have ears to hear instead of being intimidated by that, they clue us in on the kingship that rests inside of us. And a lot of brothers don't see it. A lot of brothers are turned off by it. A lot of brothers are intimidated by it. And rightfully so. It's, it's, it's hard to get with a queen when you yourself have not come into your kingship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk with your boy, man. Walk with your boy. Because I'm about to out-exegete your pastor. Uh, when you see a black woman, a black woman, excuse me, ruling or reigning in her given sphere of territory and influence, instead of being intimidated by it, let it reveal some things about who and how God has created you, black man. And there's a lot of brothers that have not gotten the message yet that, man, if these queens are out here conquering territory like this. Then what does that mean about the king that God has called me to be? It means you were called to be great. If you are called to be her companion, if you are called to be a, a co-heir in the kingdom of family and community. Well, if your queen is that strong, what does that say about the kind of king that you supposed to be, black man? <laughs> yeah, let that thing speak life into you, brother. Let that thing encourage you. Don't let it intimidate you. Don't, don't let it turn you away. Go back to some of the experiences that you have had and reinterpret them. Let's look at it from a different angle, another perspective. Because what you may find is destiny.
Hey, listen, man. The last reason why black men do not date black women is because some of us are simply called to another pasture. Real talk. You know, if if there's an exception to every rule, if dating within your race is the rule, then naturally there are going to be exceptions. And in many times in life, certain people are called in certain ways to illustrate these exceptions in a compelling way. See, love, community, togetherness, all the virtues and the qualities that come with marriage and family and, and all of those wonderful things, childbearing, childrearing. Uh, it, it's, it's not a, a static or a, or a narrow, a narrow uh, principle or dynamic. It's very fluid, meaning it, it's not confined to being expressed only in one way. Hey, man, some white women, some Indian women, some Hispanic women, some Asian women are awesome. And they are excellent mates to start families with, to build your community with. We have to stop being narrow minded. And some men date outside of their race because the women that they meet are exceptional and they are compatible with them. It does not mean that this is the new rule. So brothers got to stop campaigning and promoting those kind of ideas. But a lot of these exceptions are exceptional. And we got to understand that. We have to understand that love, um, that marriage, that togetherness, that family, community, unity is not confined to black men being with black women. And some men are called to illustrate the exception. Sometimes you got to go outside. Sometimes you got to move beyond the norm in order to fulfill certain ideas and principles, not just for your own life, but for the world around you that watches. Some black men have, have met and married some incredible women that are from another race. You know what? And, and we gotta stop being so binary in our perspective, you feel me? Like, oh, if it's, this, it's either this way or that way. You know, we Democrats or Republicans, right? No. There are two ideas that can exist at the same time without negating the other or without being its equal opposite, right? Dating a white woman, loving a white woman does not mean that a black man cannot fully support patronize and build up the black community and the same thing with sisters it's not confined greatness is not confined to those narrow those small ideas it's bigger than that and some of us are called to illustrate that and so sometimes 
a black man is going to date outside of his race, man, because he's going to find an awesome woman outside of his race. And that awesome woman is going to see his awesome blackness and celebrate it. And you know what? Whether you like it or not, it is going to be a wonderful contribution to the black community, not a detriment. We got to open our minds and our hearts to see these kind of things, man. We can't be stuck on stupid. Sometimes stuck on stupid just means being stuck on narrow perspectives. Open your mind. Why would your boy? You hear me knocking? Well, let me in. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to broaden my brothers and sisters' horizons as it as it pertains to certain ideas, man. I, you know, you ain't you ain't no regular person. You can't think like a regular human. And if you want just regular things, then, you know, be my guest and stick to your natural uh, 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 earthling uh, uh, Trump supporting. No, nah, I'm joking. Way of thinking. But let's expand together. Hey, yo, speaking of black women owning businesses, I want to take a moment to shout out Shamika Pitts. That's my homegirl, an incredible black woman um, who is a hairstylist. She has a line called OneSweetHoneyBee.com. That's the number one, uh, SweetHoneyBee.com. She has her own line of hair care products, and they're incredible. Uh, I remember just a few years ago, uh, Shamika and I having a discussion about her going back to school uh, and I look up and she didn't already graduated. I mean, when the sister puts her mind to something, she does it. And her whole personality, her uh, her workmanship, her professional savvy, uh, all of all of those things are a reflection of her drive, her ambition and her uh, spirit of excellence. So y'all check out my homegirl. Uh, Shamika Pitts and one sweet honeybee dot uh, com and uh, and place your order because you're going to love it. Guaranteed. Listen, at the end of the day, it's just another perspective. Hey, I'm meals on wheels, so I got to give you food for thought. It's just something to think about, something to chew on. You heard? Listen, you ain't got to go home. But I'm about to get the heck up out of here. Till next time, you a lost on Mars with the homie Mills. Fool with your guy. <laughs>